Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona to Helen and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 139. The following is the recitation of Psalm 127, aka Parek or Mizmor Kuf Chaf Zayin. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 127 Shir Hama'alot Li Im Adonai Lo Yivne Vait Shav Amlu Vonav Bo Im Adonai Lo Yishmar Yir Shav Shakad Shomer Shav Lachem Mashkimei Kum Meacharei Shevet Ochlei Lachem Haatzavim Kain Yitain Li di do shena hine nachalat adonai banim sachar pri habaten kechitzim biyad gibor kain benei Hanurim Ashrei Hagever Asher Milei Et Ashpato Mehem Lo Yevoshu Ki Yedabru Et Oivim Bashaar Psalm 127 is a continuation of the Mizmorim that are part of the Shir HaMalot series, but this one seems to be dealing with legacy. It starts off with the dedication of the Mizmor to Shlomo, and then states that unless Hashem builds the house, the builders will labor in vain, and then it goes on to say similarly that unless Hashem watches over the city, the guards watch in vain. This at first feels like it's saying that we are incapable of actually accomplishing anything and that it is all Hashem. And many commentaries want us to remember that everything we do comes from Hashem. My husband pointed out that Shlomo is the one who was chosen to build the Beit HaMikdash. So, mind you, instead of David HaMelech, letting it get to his head that this was something he could simply do because he wanted to, This is a reminder that no, there needs to be a partnership between the builder and Hashem, a partnership between the guards and Hashem, that Hashem wanted Shlomo to be the builder and not David. And that is why Shlomo was successful in building the holy temple, because Hashem was partnering with him for the mission in particular. Yes, in general, we do our hishtadlut, we put in our effort. And that sacred partnership keeps us humble to know that it won't be built without Hashem helping. So what about David Melech? He would have loved to build the Beit HaMikdash. 
He even composed to Hillim, envisioning all kinds of ways people can devote themselves and come closer to Hashem. He fought off enemies and secured the area for the location of the Beit HaMikdash. How is that not putting in the necessary effort? Okay, even if you say that Hashem didn't want the blood of, on his hand to be the person that built the Beit HaMikdash, it can make a person feel like, why try? If Hashem doesn't want it, then it won't happen. But then the second half of the Mizmor helps to clarify this. First, the Mizmor goes on to drill in the fact that people who get up early and work all day and eat bread with the assumption that it's from their own hand alone, they will be working in vain. But the one for his yidido, for his loved ones, a reference to the words that Shlomo himself used, Anila Dodi, the ones who recognize the partnership, like the bracha of Hamotzi reminds us, that the bread comes from Hashem, who helped us get it from the ground. These people can rest comfortably and go to sleep at night confidently that all that happens is for the best. The next Pasuk, Pasuk 3, goes on to explain that the inheritance of Hashem are the sons, and the reward is the fruit of the womb. This could be taken many ways, but the way I want to focus on it is when you understand that there is a partnership and all that happens is for the best, the reality is you might not see the fruits of your labor. The previous psalm spoke about the farmer who sowed seeds with tears in order to reap sheaves with joy. And it's the farmer who teaches us this hard lesson that we are sowing seeds for later, not to reap the benefits quickly or even necessarily in our time. We hope we get to see it, but we lay the foundation, and then, if we trust in Hashem, we can dream that if we don't get to reap the benefits, at least we will be rewarded that our offspring will be and or receive the fruits of our labor. A legacy is built by you now, but experienced, maybe not even by you, later. We have to realize that we are leaving legacies whether we want to or not, good or bad. Some legacies that are left in this world, unfortunately, look like debt or cycles of abuse. Lowly knew. Pasuk 4 explains that these sons are like the arrows in the hands of the warriors. First of all, there is a definite linguistic play on words with bonav, builders, and then banim, later, sons, and then ear, city, and neurim, youth, hinting once again to the offspring and the next generation being the legacy, not the city or the builders. However, the arrows that this warrior exerts his effort with and lines up the shot and draws it back, no matter how skilled he is, he can only account so much for the wind and doesn't know which way it will go. So the last Pasuk says, happy is the person who fills his quiver with these arrows, the person who invests good values and lessons, etc., into his offspring, because then he can release them and let go, since he is confident in his par- partnership with Hashem. David Amelech gave over the legacy of the ability to build and serve Hashem in the Holy Temple to Shlomo. The idea of this psalm is to remind us of not only that Hashem is guiding things in a way that 
we may not see now, but that future generations will reap the benefits of. But also, it's to be intentional about where we are pointing our arrows, aka those who we have an influence on, and ask the critical question of what legacy, good or bad, are we leaving behind? May we take note of our actions and heed the responsibility of what seeds we are sowing for the future. May we create legacies that are connective and rejuvenating and healthy and successful and peaceful and positive, ones that stop any negative vicious cycles up until now. The learning and recitation for this week's podcast is that for the merit that those who find themselves in negative cycles are able to get the help they need to break free and get on a better and healthy, more positive track in order to leave the best potential legacy they can. Thank you for joining.